and welcome to the finance flawless podcast this is your host deepak and with me is your co-host jashwi uh so guys we are back continuing our series on forensic and fraud investigation and today's topic of our podcast is identity theft schemes now we are going to discuss this topic into two parts uh today is the first part in this episode and in the next part we'll uh, continue the discussion uh now let us try to understand what is identity theft it is a crime in which someone wrongfully obtains and uses another person's personal data in some way that involves fraud or deception for economic gain now there are two three very important things one is wrongfully obtaining someone's personal data to fraud for economic gain now let us first understand what is the personal data so the personal data can be uh, the name of the person uh, uh, his or her uh, government id key number like the aadhaar number or the pan number the date of birth the permanent or the current addresses the email address now these data becomes a person's personal data so let us understand this with a very recent example so there is uh, this organization uh dhani uh, credit card which which it's an nbfc which provide uh, loans and credit card facilities to the users now 2 3 days back many people on the twitter uh, started a protest against this company because many users found in their credit report that a loan is being taken in their name and which is from dhani uh, credit card and this nbfc and the loan is being defaulted now many users on twitter claimed that they have not taken any loan from this organization and they have not defaulted any loan and their credit score is being impacted by it and someone is using their identity to obtain these loans and defaulting it to the organization now it is not clear whether uh, who is the perpetrator who is actually involved in this whether it's an error from the side of, from the side of the nbfc or is there someone who is actually doing an identity theft of so many users because there are over 100 to 200 users on twitter alone who claimed this uh, this fraud being happening with them and now the nbfc is asking these people to repay their loans which they found that they are not really aware of and this created a big ruckus on the social media and this news is all over the platform and you know uh, adversely impacting the reputation of the nbfc and they are now looking at this thing and to see whether there is any kind of a potential identity theft happening with the users uh, via some platforms like people sign up their accounts using their pan numbers or their aadhar card number on various platform for investment opportunities now the organizations are trying to understand whether any of the organization is selling these information to any of the fraudsters for identity theft now if you understand this example and this this is a very uh, current scenario and a very recent one uh, i think you will get a flavor of what exactly is identity theft about now uh, identity theft is done you know basically to obtain loans and to open account credit card uh, to obtain a credit card etc like suppose a person uh, his name is mr ravi and he he does not have an account so now what he does is he obtains an aadhar card number of mr suresh and he opens an account in the name of suresh and obtains some loans and credit facilities and later defaults it 
Now this is a very classic and a simple case of an identity theft. Now Yashvi, if you can please help our listeners as to who exactly are the prime victims of these kind of identity theft schemes or those section or those kind of people who are more prone to be uh, to be defrauded by these kind of schemes. Um, okay, so the favorite target of these identity thieves are the first is children. So your children are targeted since they don't have any credit history and their credit information may may not be monitored by them and even their parents would not monitor their credit information. So generally it becomes very easy for their family members who are perpetrating the fraud to get the information of these children and then perpetrate a fraudulent activity in their name. The second is senior citizens. So they are targeted since they are very less likely to check their credit information and awareness about these online transactions and everything related to these online uh, banking is very less amongst the senior citizens so that the identity thieves can use it to their advantage. Here, uh, as we have often seen in our grandparents' case, that they are more likely to use cash over credit or over online transactions. So uh, the identity thieves can take uh, undue advantage of this and uh, perpetrate a fraud in the name of the senior citizens. The third is military. So military members, they are generally away from their home for a long period of time, which makes it difficult for them to monitor their credit information. Uh, fraud perpetrated in the name of military people is also very much likely to go undetected for a very long period of time. The fourth is college student. They are the favorite target since they have recently started using these credit, but they are very inexperienced in using and managing these credit information. It is uh, very much likely that these college students, uh, since they are ignorant and inexperienced, since because since they have just started, they may or may not take these preventive steps and become more susceptible to these identity thefts. The fifth uh, type of target group is the deceased. Here, uh, the fraudsters or the perpetrators, they often steal the uh, deceased individual's identities and here the obvious advantage to the fraudster is that there would not be any monitoring of credit. So, once the death took place, the individual members, if they suppose forget to inform the creditors, the perpetrators if they know that uh, the credit information of the deceased is still used, they can uh, use that credit information and perpetrate a fraud. So Deepak, this was it about the favorite targets or different groups which are more susceptible to identity theft. Thank you, Ashwi. And uh, to you continuing your example on the military, now uh, using the name of military in the army is a very uh, common way of, you know, defrauding or doing fraud with the people. Often you hear it on newspapers on or on the social media, people claiming that they received a call from someone who, who claims that he's from army and he's from military and they can you please transfer this amount and a lot of UPI frauds happening. So yeah, military is uh, one of an area or, or a name which people often use to you know uh, play with the sentiments of the people and uh, 
doing fraud with the, the other people so okay that is that now let us understand what are the methods of committing identity uh, theft uh, frauds there are two general methods one is the traditional identity theft and second is the synthetic identity theft now uh, the example which i was explaining earlier wherein uh, ravi uh, uh, theft the identity of suraj who is actually a person and he uses aadhar card number and pan card number to open an account now that type of identity theft is a traditional identity theft wherein a person is uh, there is uh, the person has stolen the identity of a real person who actually exists now contrasting to that there is called a synthetic identity theft now in synthetic identity theft in this case ravi wants to do fraud with the bank now instead of uh, uh, using the identity of suraj he will create a fictitious person maybe his name is paul now paul does not really exist but he will create a fake identity cards fake aadhar cards fake pan cards of this person and we try and open an account and then uh, obtain loans and then run away now in this case the person whose identity is theft does not really exist it's a synthetic identity the uh, name is fictitious the identity fictitious the government id card is fictitious everything is fictitious now in that case it becomes a synthetic identity theft so basically there are two kind of two methods of doing an identity theft one is traditional another is synthetic now let us understand the different schemes of identity theft types of uh, identity theft schemes uh these are uh, basically financial identity theft criminal identity theft medical insurance tax employment business and so many much more so let us first uh, let us deep dive about each of these and understand them uh, much better so yes if you can please start with financial criminal medical and insurance identity theft one by one Okay, so the first type of identity theft scheme is the financial uh, identity theft. Here, as we all know, that most of the frauds take place for earning some extra money. So, this financial identity theft occurs when the individual's personal information is being used for some fraudulent financial transaction, like uh, using a stolen credit card. or impersonating the individual to gain access to that person's bank account or using that individuals uh, using some some other individuals information to open a new credit card account and then use it for fraudulent transactions so uh, let us take an example here there are supposed two individuals ram and ramesh here ramesh being the fraud being the fraudster he may use ram's details such as name address his id card etc to open a new account a credit card account and then use that credit card to transact and misappropriate ram's funds now the second type of scheme is the criminal identity theft scheme so here it occurs when the fraudster he falsely identifies himself as some other person to the law enforcement bodies while being arrested or investigated for a crime here the crime would then be incorrectly attributed to the other person instead of fraudster so let us take an example there are two individuals rohan and sohan here sohan was the one who murdered someone and while being arrested he tells that his identity is or his name is rohan instead of sohan so here what would happen is that the crime would be recorded in rohan's name 
However, the punishment uh, for that murder would be served by Sohan, that is the person who has actually committed the fraud or who has actually committed the crime. But his records, like when he would come out of the jail or when he would complete his punishment, his records would be clean. Here, Rohan's records would be falsified even though he has not committed any crime. So now, Rohan uh, won't be... Uh, actually checking his uh, criminal information every day. But he can identify this type of fraud when maybe he applies for some official documents like we know in case of passport, there is police record verification. So at that time, Rohan can identify the fraud, not before that. So that's why it's easy to perpetrate this kind of fraud. Now, the third, uh, third scheme is the medical identity theft. So here it occurs when the person's identity is used to obtain some medical care or prescription or some payment from government or from insurance bodies. So, for example, a fraudster uses some stolen ID card of a person and also his insurance card to obtain some medicines or some treatment uh, for himself. The second example here can be, here fraudster may use uh, the identity of a person, say, who is disabled uh, to file a claim for disability benefits. As we know that there are a lot of disability benefits which are received by these disabled people. So the fraudster may use that disabled person's identity and he can claim those monetary benefits to himself. So here, uh, in this uh, medical identity theft, the victims or the person whose identity is being used his medical history is being spoiled by that fraudster or imposter. So it is very difficult to detect this type of uh, medical fraud since it is unlikely for the individual to go and check his medical history from time to time. Now the next type of scheme is the insurance identity theft. Here the fraudster would impersonate another person who has already taken an insurance coverage or benefit so that the fraudster can get those benefits of insurance. Here, for example, if Ram has taken an automobile insurance and Ramesh is a fraudster, so in order to get his bike repaired or in order to claim some benefits on the bike, Ramesh may impersonate Ram and he may claim the damages under this automobile insurance of Ram. So this was it about different identity theft schemes. Thank you, Yashvi. Now, uh, for more clarity of our users, uh, many of users would have been thinking like, okay, the identity is of some another person. Suppose I have the Aadhaar card of the person and I want to use that Aadhaar card for some, you know, purposes to suppose to open an account or to, you know, obtain some loans or to, you know, do these kind of frauds related to claiming an insurance or claiming any kind of a medical expense or bill. How will they do it? So now the point here is, again, uh, in our past episodes, we have already discussed a lot of things about forging the signature of the person or changing the address of the person so that the actual person who, or basically the victim does not get to know about as to what activity is happening with the person's uh, history or the records. So suppose if I am opening an account in the name of some person whose name is Mr. Suraj, now, at the time of opening the bank account, I will not put the ad his uh, current address as the address associated to that bank account. Why? Because if I'll put that address, 
he'll obviously get to know because he'll receive an welcome letter from the bank and different you know toolkits etc and by which he'll get to know okay someone has used his uh, uh, name or the identity to open a bank account in some xyz bank and then he'll surely go back to the bank and complain them about this and that thing right so in that case uh, what fraudsters do they try to play it very smart they change the address they forge the signatures nowadays biometrics is being used to open an account wherein you put in your finger uh, impression thumb impression to you know open an account but sometimes they say that you know this the, the system is not working or they try to bypass or pay bribes to the bank officials and try to open an account by forging the signatures and forging signature is is not that a great or a very difficult task so by paying bribes which we have already discussed earlier by forging the signatures uh, again we have discussed earlier by changing the addresses so all these kind of frauds which a person does uh, is with the culmination of all these kind of different techniques which the fraudster uses right okay so let us continue with the discussion on further uh, types of identity theft scheme so the next type of scheme is tax identity theft now in a tax identity theft scheme a fraudster uses another person's identity to file a tax return and obtain a refund from the government now let us take an example a fraudster uses ravi's government identity number to file a fraudulent tax return in uh, ravi's name okay so now ravi is the person he is the victim he don't know that you know someone like deepak is using his uh, id card to file his income tax return and obtaining some refund now for the refund income tax refund details the bank account he will put is his own bank account so the fraudster will put the details of his own bank account and will change the address of that person so now once the income tax department uh, gives the re refund to the person the victim which is ravi will never get to know that someone has fraudulently filed an income his income tax return and obtain a refund and uh, months later when when ravi will try to file the tax return by himself he'll get to know okay his return is already being filed and someone has already obtained a refund uh, 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 against his name now that is a classic example of a tax identity theft the second kind of is an employment identity theft now in these identity theft schemes a fraudster impersonates another person to secure a job now this is very simple to understand this is generally being committed by people who have a criminal background who are not citizens of a country so suppose mr x he is a citizen of russia now he is a criminal he has a criminal background and he has you know um, secretly moved to australia now there he will not obviously have any kind of a uh, government uh, id card to you know obtain a job or any kind of uh, you know employment now he will try to do kind of a synthetic or a traditional identity theft wherein he'll uh, try to steal the identity of a person mr y who is living in australia by using his identity card he'll try to obtain a job or an employment in a company and from there he'll try to do some frauds and run away now in this case even though mr x does all these frauds to the company and run away but as per the records the police or the investigation authority will uh, uh, will pick mr y because mr y his identity mr y's identity was used to uh, do all these kind of frauds now again these this is again a classic example of an employment identity theft 
the last one is a business identity theft now in this the now business identity theft is very popular because the records of a business identity is available to anyone in the public like the pan card number the the filing details the revenue the bank account details etc and every country has their own regulations secondly the transactions in a business entity are so large that if someone tries to do some kind of a fraud in a very small small amount uh, it will never be easy to catch it so now in these kind of uh, uh, identity theft schemes the fraudster tries to uh, impersonate any senior official of the company and try to gain access uh, of the bank account and siphon of the funds and again the dna of all these kind of fraud schemes again is the fraudster will try to uh, obtain the identity of the senior of any of the senior official and will try to change the details the mobile number the address and will try to obtain the access of the bank accounts will forge the signatures will transfer the funds from the company's bank account to his own personal bank accounts and will run away now this again again the main victim in this whole scenario will not be the senior official but will be the business identity right so this is how uh, these all are various uh, kinds of the types of uh, identity theft schemes uh, again uh, just as my advice or my you know word of thought whenever you are signing up because nowadays people want to invest a lot of money people are you know signing up for different kind of opportunities alternate investment funds etc wherever you give your identity information like your aadhar card pan card just please verify whether that platform or whether that organization is really valid or authentic or not because our identities are floating everywhere and there are people who are owning just by selling these information like aadhar card numbers the pan cards the mobile numbers or any kind of sensitive personal information for you know earning money and then those organizations who buy these identities they use it for these kind of frauds which we just discussed in this episode now in the next episode we will discuss as to how exactly these fraudster obtains the information do they follow us or how do they track our you know activities on the social media how do they exactly do it so there are various different kind of schemes which we will discuss and which are very interesting to you know no understand we'll discuss it with examples but that will be in the second episode uh, that's it from our side on this episode the first part thank you yashvi uh, for your valuable inputs and thoughts thank you deepak so guys that's a wrap from our side do follow us on instagram do follow us on twitter provide your feedback to us and we'll see you in the next next episode till then take care bye bye